right. Hello, everybody, our friends. Uh, we're back. Your favorite podcast show of the week. It's Location Weekly. And this week, it's episode number 592. We're recording on uh, October the 24th. And as you can see, if you're watching the video, uh, Brianna is not here this week. Um, so we're giving her the week off because our good friend Karsten is here uh, with me in Toronto at the moment. Um, as we uh, are preparing to head down to Atlanta uh, this week for our LBMA Retail Local Conference, uh, which we'll both be at in person. So uh, before I go too far without that, if uh, you still have time, it starts uh, on Wednesday, so October 26th and 27th uh, in Atlanta. Um, and you can just go to retaillow.co, retaillow.co, and you can see all the details and all the great speakers and agenda. Uh, get your ticket, etc. all there. All right. So that being said, um, we're changing the format up slightly for this week's show. Uh, we have two stories that we want to highlight instead of four, and then we'll be bringing you some insights from some of the speakers themselves uh, from the conference um, as we engage with them and kind of get a little bit as to what they're uh, going to be sharing and what we might be able to learn from them this week. So. Um, so that's that. So with that, Karsten, welcome. Great to have you uh, back in uh, North American soil. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, thanks for having me at the podcast again. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's always good to be here in North America. The vibe is totally different than in Europe, especially in that times we're living in right now. So it's good to be here. And also Indian summer is amazing right now. So the trees are all and this beautiful colors, red and uh, yeah, shiny. So great. Um, love to be here. Thank you very much. Yeah. So uh, as I said, we have two stories we want to cover. So uh, normally, Abriana would kick us off. So I will have you start us off this week, Karsten, with uh, your, uh, your story that you're going to share. Thank you very much. So yeah, let, let's talk about digital out of home and out of home in general. And a uh, big question behind this topic is always measurement. As, as you know, out of home, there are a lot of people standing in front of maybe the screens or whatever you're promoting at your out of home signage. And you can guess uh, and you can count personal wise how many people are in front of that. But a company called Blue Zone uh, out of the Silicon Valley show ups now with a, with a measurement tool and offers a yeah, minute accurate accounting system for a digital out of home advertisement. So they are using a proxy based uh, on device, which is not collecting any data from your phone, but uh, collecting the information that there is a phone and then they can count how many people are what, uh, what time are standing in front of the digital signage or the, the advertisement. And then they can figure out um, in terms of uh, yeah, the quality and the quantity uh, of the advertisement, I give new analytics systems out of it. So and the opportunity to yeah measure in a in, in a good way and maybe make it yeah more worthful uh, to spend money or not. First of all, it's about uh, learning how many people are in front of it, how many people may see that. So um, a great great tool. Uh, Things like that are around uh, since long days. So I remember conversations I think we had a couple of years ago uh, with camera systems counting people in front of digital uh, uh, out of home signage or general. So uh, yeah, great, great story. Let's see how it works out. And uh, I think it's, it's a cool way just to get an idea uh, how effective your advertisement is. 
Yeah, I think, as you said, uh, you know, everybody still, you know, cares and is very interested in, in any way to measure uh, engagement and activity uh, around, you know, whatever advertising we, you know, bought or placed. So I think this is, uh, you know, an interesting, you know, way to apply computer vision technology. Just last week on the show, actually the last two weeks on the show, Avrian and I have been talking about um, a couple of different computer vision solutions that grocery stores have been using for inventory uh, management. And um, so now you see this applied to um, measurement and analytics uh, in the out-of-home space. So, so I think it's, you know, obviously there's a lot of solutions out there that use uh, you know, mobile uh, cellular uh, data to track, you know, how many devices have been near a billboard or things like that. But I think, you know, sort of actually counting, you know, in terms of uh, a video imagery that you can see near that, you know, in some ways it, it's more than just counting. It, it, it can give you a lot of other insights as to uh, some demographic type of profiling potentially around, you know, who's actually seeing those ads. Uh, so it makes the measurement a little bit more specific. So I, I think there's, you know, there's a lot to, you know, what can be done with, with the Blue Zoo technology and, uh, and others like it. So. Absolutely, yeah. So I, I think it's a great way, but uh, at the end of the day, um, it's marketing, it's branding. And uh, even if you count the people in front of, of the screen, you don't know if they are seeing the screen or the advertisement. You just know the quantity of people around there. But it's it, it's a start. Yeah, for sure. All right, on to our second uh, story for this week. And this this one to me is very interesting. So it's about DoorDash. Uh, we've talked about DoorDash and Skip the Dishes and Instacart and all these types of platforms a lot over the years. But to me, the, this, this is really interesting. So they've announced a partnership with the Golden State Warriors. So this is the NBA basketball team um, in um, Northern California. And... Um, you know, what, what I find fascinating about this is, and you and I were just having a conversation about food in stadiums this morning. And so, yeah. you know, like every, every major stadium out there, you know, they have their concession stands and they make a lot of money from selling beer and, you know, uh, and, and, and hot dogs and food, um, you know, to people coming to physically attend games. And what's really interesting about this is with DoorDash now, uh, they're opening that up to be on the concession stand. So you could be sitting in a, in a, at a Golden State Warriors game and you could be ordering, you know, a burger or something else from a local restaurant uh, and, and have it brought into you um, to wherever you are in the stadium. Um, and it's, it's both, by the way, I should point out, it's both the existing concessions can, you can order through DoorDash and, and have it brought to you as well as, you know, other uh, participating uh, food and beverage, um, you know, outlets in the local area uh, around the stadium, outside of the stadium. So uh, to me, this is super fascinating. I've, I've, you know, this is the first I'm hearing of a, of a stadium kind of, you know, taking this approach of, you know, bringing food from outside like that uh, in, you know, and using an aggregator platform like DoorDash to do it, I think is, is fascinating. Um, and we're seeing a lot of different movements, you know, in this, you know, in this area as well, different types of partnerships. So, you know, this might be a first uh, in sports this way, but uh, I think more and more uh, they're, they're exploring new ways to drive revenue and new, new types of customers. Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, absolutely. So I think there are, there are two major points. First of all, it makes it more convenient for uh, the guest and uh, um, the people who are ordering, because if you set it up for an application, you set the payment process, all the stuff, so that's easy. Um, also convenient. And on the other hand, what, what keeps in mind, or keep me in mind, is, uh, comes to mind, sorry, um, is a stadium is a part of the community, and the community is uh, driven by people running small and mid-sized companies. And they are around it, and so uh, around the stadium, for example. And so, why do they don't pass it to pass it to on uh, the success or uh, on the crowd of, of the stadium? So it's kind of a connecting thing in the community, also, which I love the idea. Not being as a separate business, the stadium on one side and on the other side, the community where the stadium is in there. So yeah, both both great. I love it. Yeah, and like I said, this this is kind of to me the first of many, and you know, Instacart. I think Avarin and I talked about them a while back, but you know, they're pushing more to the uh, the POS side of things. So they've opened up their technology uh, to also work in stadiums. Uh, I know with uh, uh, Fenway Park for the Boston Red Sox uh, in baseball, um, and now they're you know they're using Instacart technology at their POS. Uh, so we're seeing these aggregators kind of play and experiment in in the sports, um, you know, segment, but in different ways. You know, whether it's you know ordering food or actually you know handling payment processing, uh, yeah. you know, two very different things. But you know, both of these these guys are are trying trying new things. So I think it's super interesting. Absolutely. So we're uh, that that's it as far as formal uh, stories that we wanted to cover off uh, for you this week. As I said, we're heading down to Atlanta for Retail Loco, and we're going to be sitting down with a number of uh, the speakers uh, and sponsors, and kind of just getting some of their insights, what they're going to be sharing at the conference, what you know we might be able to take away and learn from, uh, you know, their their experiences. So. Uh, uh, the remainder of the show will be based on that uh, for this week, so uh, you can uh, stay tuned uh, and, and hear directly from some of them. Thank you very much for your time. Hello, what's your name? Uh, Carl Goodhue, CTO of BurgerFi. All right, great. What are you doing here? Uh, I'm actually here on a panel tomorrow, so I'm looking forward to imparting some knowledge, but also learning and listening to everyone who comes before and after me. All right, great. So what are the biggest challenges you're facing right now in the market? I would say balancing our delivery service provider costs with uh, first-party delivery and uh, the in-store experience together with um, you know all the costs with uh, manning the restaurants and uh, really providing that next level customer experience. It's a lot going on right now. All right, great. So we're starting an initiative from the LBMA called Best Retail Cases and Best Hospitality Cases, also restaurants are involved. What's the best practice uh, you saw the last months where you say, okay, that impressed you really here in North America? We say, okay, what, what was a cool move from make competitor uh, from the market? Well, I think uh, there's been a lot going on. I always look to Chick-fil-A. They have one of the best drive-through experiences. Um, the other one that really surprised me the other day was McDonald's. I pulled up and they uh, called me by name without 
scanning anything. They just knew from my phone that I was in line and that I had ordered and they knew my exact position. So uh, they called me my name and said my order was ready. So that was one of the best experiences at McDonald's. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you very much. Stay in touch. Wish you a great conference. All right. I look forward to it. Melissa Berger, and I'm with Digitas, which is a global digital agency. All right. So you're in the retail industry, very active? Very active. We have clients across all verticals, but retail is a hot, hot, hot topic these days, as you guys know. All right, great. So what do you expect from the next two days of Retail Local here in Atlanta from the LVMA? Uh, a lot of things. I have very high expectations. Um, so many new products, so much new technology, really trying to understand how we sell better to our clients. So that's one of the reasons I'm here is to understand what's new on the market and how we can apply it. All right. So in terms of best retail cases, we're starting this initiative now here in North America. So we list on the platform all those kind of things. Is there anything what impressed you the last month where you say, okay, somebody did a really good job? Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think like there's different ways that people are using location-based data specifically. And, you know, there's not just the typical kind of abandoned cart conversations anymore. We're actually thinking about how we use more of a concierge service. Um, so I really think there's just different ways of using existing channels to make them stand out better from a consumer perspective. All right, great. Thanks for having you here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Um, my name is Hidetoshi Uchiyama. I was just going to call me Toshi. Toshi. And coming from Japan. Japan. So you made the whole way here to the LBMA Retail Local Conference in Atlanta. What is the reason therefore? Why are you coming? Why are you attending? What are your, uh, your expectations? Okay, let me explain my company. Yes, please. First, uh, my company is about the location big data company, and well, one of the one of the biggest one. Uh, we are just went to public to the Tokyo Stock Exchange in this July, and we want to expand our business, expand our business into the uh, United States and the Southeast Asia. So that's why I'm coming here, and we want to learn, especially about the uh, the recent the tr trend of the the retail companies, especially in the U.S. All right. So, uh, in terms of, is that the first time you're uh, doing in the U.S. Um, business? Yes. Yes. I got a master's degree in the United States, but in terms of business, this is the first time. All right. So from your view from Japan, what is so special at the retail industry here in North America? Okay. Here in the, the Walmart and Kroger, they are so big and they are very strong. But in Japan, we don't have such kind of retail player. So now in Japan, we are networking a lot of retailers by ourselves. By, by Uneri and, and so on. But in, Japan, in here, there, there are so many uh, strong retailers. We want to learn from them. All right. Thank you very much. It's great to have you here. Maybe we have tomorrow the chance to talk a bit deeper about that. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you so much. All right. So that's our show for this week. Uh, two stories and uh, a bunch of uh, guest interviews from some of the speakers and sponsors at Retail Loco. Uh, you've been listening to episode number 592 of Location Weekly. Thanks so much for your time, everybody, and we'll see you next week with another show. Bye.